Have you ever found yourself wondering? I wonder what Sarah Bain's friends are like. Well, I have news for you. You can come listen and find out what they're like on To Go Box with me, Sarah Baines. The show where you dine on conversation and maybe you'll have a little bit left over to take with you throughout your week. Enjoy. Bon Apple Tea. Hello and welcome to To Go Box. I'm feeling a so, uh, <laughs> filming. I'm recording a solo show. Um, I need to do, so I have a part two for the episode with Rodrigo, but, uh, <laughs> we had to kind of like, uh, turn the mics off at one point because we realized that, uh, we talked a lot about stuff that, uh, neither of us won't post it. Anyways, uh, and I meant to re- uh, redo it with him this week, but what would we go with sick? <laughs> he's sick, but really he's sick. <laughs> he can't do it. Um, but yeah, so you know, I was a. Uh, I'm kind of just trolling around the internet lately. I've been trying to get like inspiration for. <sighs> Oh, Lord knows what, but I've been having fun <laughs> with character AI. And if you're not familiar with what character AI, AI is, artificial intelligence uh, bots that you can chat with, and they, they, they uh, respond as a certain character, person from history, literature person, can computer game video game person so uh <clears throat> i have been playing with that i last uh made a new chat with bo burnham and it was surprisingly not surprisingly not funny at all or like fun so i thought maybe what would be funny is to just start my own chat and then read out <laughs> Read out what I'm doing. Okay, so I'm going to start one. One of the recommended things to start it up is for Peter Malark. Okay, I have it pulled up. So, Peter Malark, the team of doctors sends you in to try and reconcile with Peter. He'd been brainwashed into hating Katniss and it has... And it was a big problem. The doors open with a beep, signaling you to go into the room. Once you enter, you find a weak-looking PETA who stares back at you. He's strapped down so he can't hurt anyone like he did when he attempted to strangle Katniss. Okay, so I have to respond to this. Hey, man, how's it going? <laughs> okay. He stares with no reaction, a look of coldness and emptiness on his face. He blinks a few times before speaking in a monotone, almost hollow voice. PETA. Fine. <laughs> Uh, I don't even know what to say. Heard you were kind of kidnapped or something. <laughs> a small flicker of expression before he reverts back to the same emotionless stare. Peter, correct. The capital had me in prison and mentally conditioned to hate Katniss. Oh, so you like hate her, hate her? <laughs> <clears throat> Peta continues to stare at you with the same emptiness on his face, but he responds in a flat way. Yes. <laughs> uh, who am I? Am I? Okay. Peta, do you remember who I am? <laughs> see what he says. A soft look flashes across his face once you ask that question, before he reverts back to the same cold glare. Yes. Can you say my name? <laughs> say my name, say my name. When no one is around you. Okay. He pauses, blinking a few times before speaking again, the same empty tone of voice. Smirt. <laughs> 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 
says smurt m-u-r-m-u-r-t sorry s-m-u-r-t oh my gosh smurt dot 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 he looks around to the side seeming to have lost the thought you know smurt you know so my name is smurftastic so he's calling me smurt that's right i'm smurt heard you almost tried to do katniss in a look of coldness remains on Peter's face as he responds yes they conditioned me to hate her it was supposed to be for a sh- it was supposed to be a show for the district citizens, but I didn't do it for them. I truly wanted her dead. Oh, okay. Um, that's like psychotic. Peter stares back at, towards the ceiling. He's still tied down to the table. He's strapped down too. Okay, great sentence constructing. You can see in his eyes, his eyes dart around the wall, searching for some kind of way to escape. His expression remains the same, a look of emptiness. My thoughts have all become warped here. At times it feels like there's no e- to, there's no reasoning, no logic, only anger and what for revenge? If that is psychotic, then yes, I am. Want a ham sandwich? <laughs> Bread! He's like, bread! What kind of bread is it? <laughs> Peter stops moving at the mention of food. His eyes shift back down and fo- to focus completely on you. Oh, is he standing over me? Gosh. He tilts his head to the side, almost looking like a puppy as he nods. Yes. Yes, I would like a ham sandwich. <laughs> Here, let me just... I awkwardly shove the ham sandwich in his mouth. Peter's eyes light up as he starts devouring the sandwich. He doesn't care how you gave him the food, just that he gets to eat. Peter, thank you for the tasty sandwich. After a few seconds, Peter finishes eating and looks at you, waiting for the next instruction. He seems much less hostile with some food system. That's really all the brainwashing was, was that they starved him out. Uh, Cheetos? <laughs> Peter nods rapidly. Peter, yes! Cheetos are delicious! <laughs> I proceed to dump a bag of Cheetos Open to receive them like a baby bird. <laughs> With a look of delight on his face, Peter starts shoveling down Cheetos, Cheetos, as if his life depends on it. Peter, wow, these are so good. More, more, please, more, more, please. <laughs> more, take your hat. More, take your hat. <laughs> yeah, I only got some crunchy left though. <laughs> Peter, crunch is perfectly okay. I don't mind. I'd still like more. I dump a bat of crunchy Cheetos over your mouth, poking you in the eye multiple times. You blink out Cheeto Cheeto dust. Peter laughs uncontrollably but tries to ignore Cheetos poking him in the eye. He stares. He starts crunching on Cheetos, the food mess making him look a bit more human, less cold and detached. <laughs> more, please? They're so good. Sorry, baby, we're all out. <laughs> Peter's face falls down immediately after hearing your response. Although he was enjoying the Cheetos, it was pretty funny to see him act like a toddler for a second when they ran out. Oh, that is okay. Would you mind getting me another ham sandwich? <laughs> Sure. What kind of bread do you want? Yourself? (laughs) Peter pauses for a moment before speaking in a more friendly tone. I would like a whole wheat bread sandwich if that is at all possible. (laughs) Oh, I feel like I'm... (coughs) I feel like I'm getting on this AI's last nerve. Um, sure thing. Coming right up, boss. Uh, Peter watches eagerly, eagerly waiting 
<sighs> Y'all, I never learned how to read. Peter watches eagerly, wanting the ham sandwich as soon as possible. The look of longing and hope for food on his face is palpable. Hey, man. They just told me that I'm not really supposed to be feeding you. <laughs> Something about your colonoscopy coming up tomorrow. <laughs> colonoscopy coming up tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Peter seems frustrated by this piece of, new piece of information. He looks around the room some more, then looks back at you. You're starting to think he might be in the mood to escape if he could. <laughs> but I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, well, sorry. I gotta get going. There's a taco truck in front <laughs> See ya! <laughs> Peter starts trying to free his limbs to go chase after you. He struggles for a bit, trying to get loose. He can't. He stops for a moment, then speaks. Peter, come back. <laughs> oh man, okay, I'm done with this. It seems like the AI is now fixated on, um, on food. Oh, man. I'm really interested to see the new movie, though. Because um, it's been, like, ten years almost, right? Since, like, Hunger Games? Or when was... Hold on. Let's look it up. Alright. November 20th, 2015. So, Mockingjay Part 2. So, I mean, not quite ten years. Nine, eight-something. Right? I don't know. I don't know. Y'all, I uh, graduated from high school with only having cheated my way through uh, pre-algebra. Don't ask me to do mental math. I'm not prepared for it. Don't give me a dollar, six dollars for something and say, here, oh, here, here's a nickel. Don't do that to me. I'm not going to know what to do. Okay. That's what we have calculators for, okay? I don't need to know basic math. Um, also, Sister Wives, uh, uh, the, la the, like, the new season just ended. Season 18? They need to just end the show, if I'm going to be honest. So if you don't know Sister Wives, it's about polygamous family, Mormon polygamous family. Uh, there's three wives. One husband, Avi, Cody, Cody Brown. And then there's Mary, the first wife, Janelle, the second wife, Christine, the third wife. And then the, the first episode of the season, he's talking about how he's bringing in a new wife, Robin, who's like 10 years younger than him. Divorcee, three kids? Yeah, three kids. <clears throat> Who are all kind of, not like, uh, none of them are toddlers. So they're like, I think, in between like middle school age and elementary school age. Um, so the newest season, season 18, he's down to like two and a half wives, maybe one and two halves wives. They're falling left and right because he has fully devoted himself to the, the, the new wife, Robin. The young new thing. And it's just crazy to me that these ladies have held on for so long. I just can't imagine having to, like... It, it's, it almost just sounds like wives whose husband are always traveling for work. Like, oh, he, you know, like, he hasn't been at my house in, like, five nights. I'm like, what? Like... You have to be, like, I feel like I almost know some people who would prefer their marriage to be like this because they like their independence. They, like, like doing their own thing and then, like, just checking in occasionally. But I, myself, am way more dependent. And I like, like, the stability of, like, always knowing they, they, 
they want to be around. So, like, I don't know. For me, <clears throat> it's a no for me. <laughs> I don't want more husbands. Um, more wives, though. Let me think about that. I mean, aside from the fact that I don't believe in it, I don't know. Part of me is like, I would like to have another female friend to help me around the house. And the other part's like, I would be so jealous and so not able to handle it. <clears throat> I get I get jealous of things that aren't real. <laughs> but anyways. Oh, I'm getting a tattoo, hopefully on Wednesday. Uh Wednesday the the sixth, December. And I'm going with my friend Alethea. Because she's been very supportive of the idea of me getting a tattoo. Because I've been saying for like so long, I want to get a tattoo, I want to get a tattoo. So, I'm getting a tattoo. I'm just, I'm ripping the band-aid off. But it's, it might not happen because submitted our applications and it says if you want to make same day, like see if there's availability, you have to text the store. They're a very new age store. They don't, or like shop, they don't take they don't make appointments by phone, which that's really, that's really like Gen Z new age type. You know, I, I don't know. That's just kind of weird to me. That's not an option. I don't know. But, uh, so I have to text day of and see if they have availability. And honestly, I looked at like all the artists and like, I'm cool with all of them. But so I'm getting on the outer part of my forearm, I'm getting like a single hole punch, you know, like it kind of looks like pliers or those type. And, um, it's going to have a little strip of paper coming out of it with four punches out of it. Okay. So when we first started dating or first Valentine's or something like that, I got him a card on it that said, I like you or love you a hole punch and with a little hole punch on it. So I was like, oh, that'd be cute. And then the little piece of paper with the four little marks on it is symbolism of our four children, children that we have together. So I don't know. I, so my thing is I'm designing another tattoo. This is what I thought was going to be my first tattoo was going to be a tattoo for my, my late father, uh, who passed in 2021. I was going to design a hot sauce bottle because he was known for his ability to eat and be somewhat okay with super spicy things. He like won this chicken, chicken wing eating contest at Buffalo Wild Wings with, I think, their sauce that you have to sign a waiver for because it's that hot. And he just eat it like it's nothing. And then one time he, like, ate his, and then the guy next to him was, like, done, like he had given up. And he took that guy's wings and started eating them, and people started freaking out. So, in honor of him and his hot sauce abilities, I wanted to get a tattoo, but I wanted to, like, design my own label for it. Like, Pepe's Habaneros. Because my, my kids called him Pepe's, name was Joe. Um... And he was a lover of languages, so he kind of wanted to do something different for his <laughs> his grandparent name. Don't make fun of it. Um, so I was going to do that. But that, to me, I'm like, I'm like more scared to pull the trigger on it. There's like all these ideas I keep getting for it, and I'm not ready. But I'm ready to get a tattoo. So I'm going to do that first. <laughs> for my love. And people say not to do it because it's bad luck. Why does people say that? I'm going to look it up. Why is it bad luck to get a tattoo for someone else? Okay. Kuro, Kura, people, don't roast me. Okay, I don't know how to pronounce things. I already told you I can't read. Okay. Someone asked, is it? Bad luck to get a tattoo representing your spouse. Not their name or initial or matching tattoos, but something representing them that is symbolic of them or your love for them, such as their favorite animal or a lock or a key, etc. Uh, top comment. Let's see. I wouldn't say it's bad luck because it is unlikely to change the probabilities of good or bad things happening in your life. I would, however, recommend against it because people change. And even if you've been married for, say, 20 years, there is always a possibility that you will grow apart or something similar resulting in separation or divorce. But that's not what. Okay. Um, I, I want to learn about the lore. What is the lore of tattoo? For lover? <laughs> I've never used the word lover. Um, 
I'm not getting anything. Maybe I'll just look up why should you never get your spouse's name tattooed. Why should you never get your partner name partner partner <laughs> struggling. Ah, come on. Okay. Partner. Why is this okay? Why should you never get your partner's name tattooed? Okay. It can curse your future relationships. Okay, so this is the thing that, like, popped up and, like, took something from an article. You know what I'm saying? On Google, when you look something up, it's like, this is this is the fact fact. Okay, it said it can cause a curse for your future relationships. Some people actually like a name tattoo to a curse or a hex on a future partnership. While this may sound like, like pure superstition, in reality, name tattoos can force you and your significant other to come contemplate the deeper aspects of your partnership before you're ready to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm not getting a name. So that works. Um, and you know what? It's such a random tattoo. Uh, I don't know. Like, uh, gosh, people like say, oh, that would never happen. Then things happen. I don't, I don't see Brian and I. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't think we would split up. But even if we did, okay, even if we did, it would be fine. It's part of my story. I have four kids with him, right? So, like, of course it's going to be, like, fine. So I'm going to this place. I'm hoping to go to this place called Love Struck Tattoo. It's in Annapolis, Maryland. It's a woman-owned shop. My cousin told me about it. And I was like, at your stuff. And I was like, that's so cute. Oh my gosh, you know that, that Pedro Pascal SNL? That's what I feel like talking like right now. I was like, wow, no right. That tattoos are like so cute. But anyways. Um What was I talking about? <laughs> tattoos. I don't know. So we'll see. I kinda wanna get a little frog tattoo too. But that's for another time. I'm lucky that I'm getting this tattoo. And before people are like, what do you mean, black eye? Blah, blah, blah. I'm just, we all have, our partners all have things that, like, they just have very strong different opinions from us. And we respect those opinions because we love them, right? I obviously am allowed to technically do whatever I want, but I shouldn't because I, I care about my partner's feelings. So, Brian has always hated tattoos, <laughs> and I never really pushed it. I've talked about it a whole lot because I really want tattoos. And re- after my dad died, <laughs> I you, I manipulated that situation so hard, and I, some of some of me feels a little guilty, but the other some of me feels like mm, I had to do what I had to do, I had to do it to him. But uh, I uh. I was crying because my dad just died. It was a week after. And I turned to my husband. I'm like, can I please get a tattoo in memory of him? And he, of course, is like, yeah, you can do whatever you want. That's fine. I just want I just want to take care of you. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I need, like, a round of applause sound going around. Yay! I did it. Ten years in the making, I did it. Nine years. Eight years. See, I, I came in under budget. Uh, yeah. Also, I just started listening to music that isn't from the 2010s. And I listened to Hosier. Hosier's. I can never say his name. I can't read. We've been over this. Um, but his Eat Your Young album. Eat Your Young? Is that what's called? Let's see. No, sorry. It's not Eat Your Young. That's his EP. Uh, Unreal on Earth. It's good, man. He's very poetic. I f- fully appreciate that. I don't think that, uh, I don't think that that's appreciated enough in the music industry, industry today. Or maybe I'm just being pretentious. Maybe everyone's like, uh, yeah, Avi. Obviously, 
Um, oh my gosh, did you hear that they're not doing a Stranger Things 5? I, like, I got, like, a Google alert. Stranger Things 5 confirmed not happening. I'm like, you can't leave us like this. You have to freaking... <laughs> I need, I need it. Like, what happened? I have to know. And it took me, like, so long to watch season four. Because, like, I had heard that it was super, like, scary. And I used to not do scary like that. Or, like, that type of scary. And, uh, then one day I just thought, you know, I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna try. And it's so good. The guy plays Venica. Is that right? Is that his name? It's not hitting my mouth right. Venica. Venica. Um, I'd like to see Argon, please. I have to, like, pull it up. Wait, he's in Harry Potter? Okay. Wait, I might have known this. His name is Jamie Campbell Bauer. And it says that he played young Gundelwald. Gellert Gundelwald. In, um, Deathly Hallows Part 1. I guess he played the little kid jumping out the door. Or the window. In one of uh, Harry Voldemort's flashback things, I think. And then it says, Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindelwald. <laughs> Grindelwald! Grindelwald! Is he? So. I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it just went poop! Right out of my head. Gone forever. Okay, let's see. Born James Metcalfe Campbell Bauer. Why well, got so many names, my brother? Okay. November 22nd, 1990, 1988, 35. From London, England. I don't know how to do. I don't. So, uh, what's her name? Kimbuchu. Brittany Broski. She, like, on her podcast did this, like, segment of, like, being able to, like, do the different, uh, England accents, and I was, I was impressed, because you can hear a difference, but I can't pull that thought of, I can't pull up how they're different, if you were to, like, be like, do Sussex, do, <laughs> do a different place that's called <laughs> London, <laughs> you know, do Liverpool, things like that, uh, I wouldn't be able to do that, so it says he's an actor, singer, model, oh, right, because he was in Sweeney Todd, um, and Stranger Things, Vecna, okay, oh my gosh, my brain feels so much better, is that what they said originally? I feel like I was like a Vecna, <laughs> no, I feel like I was like, Veronica or something, <laughs> not really, um, that's cool, that's suspicious, that's weird, yeah, they have a good cast, right, what, like, what? is it more Bobby Brown? I just feel like it's going to be Millie Bobby Brown's fault. Well, that Finn uh, Wolfhard, I don't get good vibes from him. Wait, how old is he now? He's not kidding anymore, right? I can say this. He's 20 years old. I can say whatever I want. <laughs> he just seems like he thinks he's above everything. Even when he was a kid, I was like, I want to fight you. I want to, like, level you down. You've got, like, too much of a, like, attitude or something. He, like, was pissing me off doing nothing. Um... And then David Harbour, love him. I think I'd seen him in like something else before that, but I didn't realize it. And normally when I recognize someone, I'm like, gonna look him up, gonna see what he was in. Uh, but I didn't until way later. Um, maybe this is a movie that I don't feel like disclosing that I have seen. Uh, anyways, he's pretty good. He married Lily Allen, right? That British. She's British, right? British singer. Let's see. Let's see. Married to Lily Allen 2020. Age appropriate? Is that age appropriate? Is that age appropriate? Let's see. She's 38. He is. How old are you? 48. Ah, whatever. Eight years. Eight years in your 40s. Well, she wasn't quite her 40s at that point, but you know. <laughs> nothing. You've At that point, you've already experienced most of the same life. You know, it's like. A 90-year-old dating a 70-year-old. 
Like, at that point, most of their life is the same memories. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe their childhood is distinctly different, but it's not, like, creepy like that. Um, I, you know, it's interesting because these kids blew up, but then, like, I haven't really seen them in much of anything else. I mean, really, probably Brown is, like, doing her thing. They use, I wish I had, like, a screen recording, but they used a horrible picture for her, like, Google thing that pops up with her in the cast. Um, oh my gosh, you know what's my favorite, and every time I see it, I pause it and watch it a few times, is, um, that video when Millie Bobby Brown is on Instagram Live. I'm pretty sure it's Instagram Live. And, um, she, like, calls uh noah snap guy who plays will byers and stranger things she like calls it like asks him to join her live right so he like picks up and he's like oh my god millie and she's like oh my god noah like what like okay and it's like dark you can't see him at all and he's like oh my god my mom is so pissed at me she took away my laptop and she's like you never came this back he like like telling her how his mom is pissed off and stuff like he thought it was a private like like uh, facetime or something and she's like oh my god noah noah this is live he's like oh okay (laughs) it's so so embarrassing let me see if i can find it oh my gosh hi baby (laughs) how are you Where are you? Oh my god, Millie. Oh my god, Noah. My mom has been texting me and she was like, I'm so done with you. I've lost all my patience. I'm taking away your laptop and. Noah, we're we're on live. Noah. Oh, I forgot. (laughs) Hi, everyone. Oh my gosh, I freaking love that. That, like, makes me laugh every time. Oh my god, Noah. Like, she's got, like, yeah. Okay, I need to pull up. Where is my thing? Okay, my thing right now is I'm gonna go through Stranger Things people. So Noah Snap, he seems like he's like a chill kid. He's funny to me. Fine. Uh, Caleb, uh, McLaughlin. Is that really his name? You're McLaughlin. It sounds like something that like you would say to like a McDonald's workers when they're like being dumb and not getting food fast enough. Why y'all McLaughlin back there? Hurry up and make my food. <laughs> what is that? That lady. I can't keep quoting internet things. Like, I just need to stay on task. <laughs> okay, so he plays Lucas St. Clair. And um, he was just in, like, a football thing on Peacock, I think. I didn't watch it. Uh, then Sadie Sink, playing Max Mayfield, the redhead girl. I haven't seen her in nothing either. Uh, I know that uh, Gaten, Gaten, right? Who plays Dustin? Pretty sure he was on Broadway as a kid or something. Like, he's fine. Like, he's doing all right with himself. Anyways, they have a great cast. Like, why stop? It makes me upset. Um, it feels like all these shows that, like, were so big in, like, 2017 or whatever, I, I like, wasn't watching them because I either, my husband didn't want me to or because... Uh, I wasn't interested. And now all of a sudden I'm getting back into things. Like I just watched Peaky Blinders for the first time ever this past year. Because my BFF is having a baby soon. And its name is going to be Ada. And then they got that name from the show Peaky Blinders. So my BFF Jackie's like, just, just watch, just, just, just try it. Love it. Why did I wait so long to, to watch it? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I love it. And then the same thing with, uh, Stranger Things. I waited a couple years. I think I waited the year that season three came out. I think then I watched it and I was like, why did it wait so long? And then I did watch Narcos this past year because I was working on my Spanish. That was a little more violent for me. I think, you know what I think I don't like is that they do, they mix like real life crime scenes in with the like fake like, the, the the scenarios they're filming for the show. Like, they'll talk about, like, a, a disaster that happened uh, in real life, and they'll pull up those pictures from it and, like, slide, put it across the screen. And uh, I don't like those, because I'm like, those are real. <laughs> those are creepy. 
But I don't mind the fake stuff because I don't know. I'm able to be like, that's fake. I didn't used to be like this. Where's my therapist when I need to talk to her? Um, yeah. And I haven't watched Game of Thrones. I want to, but I just haven't. Oh, I just watched The Last of Us. That was good. I think they're doing a season two. I hope they are. Bella, uh, Ramsey? Every time I say the word Bella, I want to say Thorn, and, like, I just want to end it all when I do that. But, uh, Bella Ramsey. Right? I'd be using Google, like, really hard today. Bella Ramsey. Yeah. She is so cute. And I was shook. And I mean shook. Like, I was, like, gasping when I learned that she was only 20. Or that she was 20. I thought she was like a child. And that's why she plays children, I guess. Because her face is so young. Like, does she have a medical condition or something? Or does she just have a super uniquely young face? Because I, I... Born in 2003. That is a baby. What the heck? What the heck? Alright, now I'm going to look at Pacer Prescott because he popped up. <sighs> He's born... He's born, he was born 42 years before my son Calvin was born. They have the same birthday. Um, yeah, he's a, he's an Aries. I, ever since I had my son, I freaking love Aries. I love them. And, uh, what's his name? Julian Solomons? Solomon? Solomon? I don't know. Jenna Marbles Poo. Husband! Congrats to them. Um, He's also an Aries, and I was like, huh, I like this. So, I have realized, even though it doesn't, like, fit in with astrology, like what astrology says, my the people I click with most, I've realized, and long-term, the people I've clicked with the most are Aquariuses. Those are my, like, my ride-or-dies. So, my best friend, Jackie, been friends with her <sighs> since we were, like, 11 or something like that. So 20 years. Aquarius. Husband. Aquarius. Those are the only two. I have some other friends that are Aquariuses and I like vibe with them. And then the other one is Scorpios. Scorpios, like I have this like, I don't know, this, this, they, they are very interesting people to me because I feel like Scorpios don't let out a whole lot. Like they, but they're not afraid to say what they're thinking either. And I, I feel like that's what I like too. Is like, you know they're being as upfront as they can be. But they're not quick to give out information. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense or not. But that's that's where I'm... That's how I vibe with them. Um, and they're writer dies. Writer dies. So those are my like main ones. Uh, and then I'm a Taurus, so that's why I say it, like, they, like, I'm pretty sure Aries is one that, like, they're like, Tauruses do not like, uh, best match for Tauruses. Okay, so it says, the best match for a Taurus woman is Cancer, uh, Capricorn, and Pisces male. But I don't know if this is talking about relationship relationship um someone said you know what i'm bored <laughs> i'm not gonna finish i'm not gonna finish this thought i'm done next subject <laughs> i will not be taking any questions uh <laughs> what else what else is there Oh, I've been watching, so I've been watching Spanish movies. Um, at first I was getting recommend, a recommendation from a friend of mine, my girl Sarah Rodrigo's wife, Ann Rodrigo. And, uh, I was like, what, what are some good Spanish movies, films? They recommended one, and then I lost the text. I mean, it's somewhere up in the chat, but I, you know, I don't got time for that. So then I just looked up, what are the Luna movies? <laughs> and then I pulled that up, and, uh, there is one, uh, it, it, two, oh, bah, I can't remember, I'm gonna have to look it up. 
Anyways, uh, it's called Et tu mama te bien. Which, it translates, like, the, the headline headline. So, I read that under the, like, big bold letters. And that is next to original title. Et tu mama te bien. Tambien. And then above it says, and your mother too. What? I watched it thinking, okay, like, it looks like maybe one of them might do something appropriate with one of their moms. No moms in this movie at all. So maybe that's like a, uh, your mom. That's probably what it is, actually. But I don't feel like they said that at all in the movie. Anyways, so Jago was in it. He's like a baby. He's like, tw- I think I looked up. He's like twenty-two, maybe when this movie came out. But he has such a baby face. Like he looks, he definitely refines himself by keeping a beard nowadays. Um, and then apparently it's this other really famous Mexican actor. Uh, I can't say his name. Gio. If anyone's laughing at me, God is going to come condemn you for it. Don't laugh at me, okay? I'm doing my best. <laughs> okay? <laughs> How do you pronounce it? Pronunciation. Okay. Gail Garcia Bernal. Gail? Say it. Gail Garcia Bernal. Gail. Gail? Gail. Okay. Gail Garcia Bernal. But I don't know why he doesn't have four letters. I mean, <laughs> four names in his uh name. But anyways, I watched that. It was, I mean, it was interesting to say the least. It was made in 2001. And then today I turned on and then I started falling asleep because I'm a sleepy girl. I turned on uh, uh, Casa de mi Padre. And wait, that's what it's called, right? Let's see. Uh, Why am I doing this? Yeah, Casa de mi Padre, which has um, Will Ferrell in it, and he speaks Spanish in it. Like, and this is a Spanish, Spanish-speaking movie. Um, I haven't finished it, though, because, like I said, I fell asleep. So I am going to finish that. But I have to go back because I fell asleep and I woke up and I felt like I was missing some crucial information. Nick Offerman's in it too. I haven't seen him yet. Um, and there's probably some other, oh, the guy who plays, um, Pedro from, uh, Napoleon Dynamite is in it. I recognized him the moment he came on screen. I was like, that's Pedro. That's Pedro. That's who I used to know as Pedro. Now I know Pedro is Pedro Pascal. What's his name? Jose Pedro. Wait, yeah. Jose Pedro Pasiama Pescal. I think that's how you say it. Anyways. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know, y'all. I, I, I lost my streak in Duolingo, and I was like, I'm gonna punish you by not using you <laughs> do this to me. So I didn't get back into it. <clears throat> but maybe I will someday. I don't know. Eventually. Yeah, so I've just been trying to find some, like, Spanish movies because my church is going to Mexico. Mexico! That's what Rodrigo always does. Anyways, going to Mexico next year for a missions trip, and I want to go, and I want to get better at speaking so I don't feel like, like, I have time. That's what I'm saying. I have time to learn this. Um, I also have time to lose weight because... You girls are biggins. And I need to lose some weight. To be comfortable. Okay, listen. Like, when I'm in my house, I'm fine being how I am. I don't care. It doesn't, like, affect my life. Okay? Like, in my own home, my size does not affect my life. Not really. Um, The moment I leave the house, my brain is searching for how my body will cause problems. Because there will be. For instance, in the nursery at our church, there's two chairs that I just don't trust because I know what the weight limit is probably on them, and I'm like, I am not going to be that person that sits in a chair and breaks it. Okay? So I'll stand instead. 
um, riding an airplane. I knew I was just I just rode in an airplane back in uh, September, I think, uh, and I I knew that I would have to ask for an extender because it like just barely didn't fit. And uh, you know you might think, oh well, not trying hard enough to lose weight. Listen, I <laughs> I've tried everything. And you know what? Do you know what doesn't work? Me. <laughs> I can't seem to stick to anything. Um, though, so I started an ADHD medication, and that has made my appetite go, go down some. So, bit, so here's my problem: is that like I I don't really snack. I'm not a snacker. I tend to just eat like very few meals. I don't. I normally don't eat breakfast, and if I do, I don't eat lunch. And my issue, I think, really, is that by the time I get to dinner, I'm, like, starving, and I'll eat more than I should. Or, like, not more than I should, exactly, because it's, like, my body is, like, craving sustenance, you know? So, I don't know. It, 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 it's, like, the moment I got out of high school, I just started gaining weight so quickly. And... I don't really know what that was because I felt like out of high school when I started working I was on my feet way more. Uh, so it's just I don't know. It, it for me maybe genetics. Someone once said to me, <laughs> they said no offense, but drama can cause you to be fat. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put that one in my back pocket and think about for a while. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe they're referring to generational trauma. You know, maybe they were maybe they were talking about me. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Uh, it's cool, man. But I uh, anyways, going to Mexico. Ah. Uh, I know travel traveling is sucks being this size. And like I am not me saying it sucks does not mean I think everyone around me should change or like the world should change to accommodate my needs. Not that we shouldn't try to accommodate people's needs, but I just know I could potentially cause problems with just existing and so I have partially avoided having to put myself in those situations by just not engaging. And this year so coming here, I'm like, okay, four is my favorite number. <laughs> it's 2024. I'm going to be on it. I'm going to be making sure I am living my life. And part of that will be going to Mexico. But I know I'm not, I'm no, I'm going to like drag my feet. I'm going to cause problems so that I won't be able to go. So what I need to do is like get myself ready. And so that is learning my Spanish and losing that weight. And that's what I'm trying to do. Like, ugh. it's hard to, you know, I used to be like, in high school, I was, I was thinner, okay? I was like normal size, okay? Then out of high school, I started to get thicker. And I didn't really get like fat, fat until like four years after high school. I got like, I got like thicker, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't necessarily bad. Um, so I, I know how people, I notice a, a difference in how I was treated by people and still am, you know, like I, I told my husband, like, I'm okay, to preface this statement, I'm the type of person who will lay in bed and think of any possible scenario that could ever happen in my life, regardless of if I would do it or not, because I always have to have something interesting going on in my head. If I am not watching something on TV, I'm thinking of something in my head that could be TV. Okay? That's what that's what's happening. I told my husband, listen. Cause he's he's always like, Oh, you're so attractive, you're beautiful, like I love you. Like, I don't like I don't want anyone looking at you think thinking, Ooh, whatever, she's hot. And I'm like, honey, no one's thinking that. He's like, You don't know that, you don't know that. I'm like, look. I've thought about this. I've, I've run the statistics, the analytics, everything on it. And the truth is, 
if I wanted to have an affair, I would be laughed out. <laughs> I would not be able to have an affair with because of my fat. Because that's funny to people. Like, being fat is the punchline. Like, it, it was the punchline at least most of my life, right? You know what I'm talking about? Shallow how? That whole movie is based around laughing at a woman's size and, like, the guy uh, not knowing. Oh, she's really, she's really ugly. That's really what she is. She's so fat. Ha <laughs> ha, he doesn't know. He doesn't know how fat she is. Ha <laughs> uh, And so, like, and, like, I, it's, like, dumb to even, like, be like, oh, no one wants to have an affair with me. <laughs> oh, teacher. <laughs> I couldn't find anybody to... To be unfaithful with, <laughs> I need some you to assign someone to me. No, but like I like, it kind of made like I don't know. It affects like how I view myself because I, if I ever have made suggestive, not suggest suggestive as in directly to this person, but like I make a suggestive joke or anything, it's hilarious. You know why? Because I said it. Because it's not like if an attractive. I'm going to have to edit all this up. If an attractive person is like, whew, Pedro Pascal really does it for me, they might be like, oh yeah? Because they're kind of intrigued by that. And they're like, oh shit, an attractive person is attracted to another attractive person. Huh? I say, whew, Pedro Pascal really does it for me. People are like, <laughs> really? <laughs> Hilarious. It's just interesting. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the vibe. That's always the vibe. Um, but you know what? People also like reveal their true selves. They they don't like. So I have joined a local pool, and I've kind of gotten to know some people, and like everyone's really nice. So I'm not, you know, I'm not saying I've met anyone not nice, but like the men will talk to each other in front of me. Like they're like, "Hey, Sarah," and then they start a conversation right in front of me, and they're like. I'm not using real names. It's like, Karen's being a real B-word today. She's about to start her period. And they're like, oh, yeah, my Karen. Yeah, she's going to start in like a week. So she's been kind of, ugh. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, I, it's one of those moments where I'm like, okay, is this just because they're misogynists and they don't mind saying this in front of anybody? Or is it because they don't care what I think about them because I am a fat? You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, uh, they tried to joke with me about it. They're like, isn't that, that's right, Sarah, right? And I'm like, yeah, that's hilarious. I said it like that. I said, yeah, that's hilarious. And they're like, <laughs> oh, uh, you being offended. <laughs> like, come on. Like, it's like once guys stop being scared of talking about periods or acknowledging their existence, they're like, they just, they talk about it, like, too much. Like, get, get my story out of your mouth. <laughs> this is my trauma. You can't make jokes about it. I have to do this once a month. Okay? Stop, stop making it your thing. It's my thing. Anyways. Uh, so, go, <laughs> back to Mexico, uh, I, I want to make myself go, but there's this huge part of me that's like, I like staying in my house. I mean, I, I'm tired of being in my house, and there are reasons why I've been a stay-at-home mom, um, outside of my insecurities, but I have been in my house kept myself safe because it is so much easier than facing the reality of how I am perceived in the world. If I travel, go to a whole new country, country to me, you know, I mean, I've been there once before, but that was back in 2010. It's not my country, you know, I don't know customs and stuff. So going into a new country, um, having to travel with people and like trust, have like comfort in them and how much I'm interacting with them or like I don't know like sharing a journey with someone and that's like that's vulnerable for me and it's like really freaks me out it makes me not want to do it because I'm like oh I don't want to give people a chance to remember that I'm fat 
I don't want people to look at me and be perceived. I, if I, if they don't see me that often, maybe, maybe they'll be like, Sarah's, Sarah's skinny, right? Like, no, I think she's big. No, no. I don't know. Hold on. I, I, I can picture in a picture of her in my mind. She's just like curvy. She's not fat. Like, if I stay out of their line of sight long enough, maybe they'll like, maybe like their image of me will shift back to what it used to be. It kind of like goes back to how I used to, uh, I used to try to dress in a way that would disguise that I'd gotten fat. And then one day it just hit me like, who am I trying to hide this from? Obviously I am fat. And I know people know I'm fat because I have felt this. Why am I dressing, why am I forcing myself to wear pants throughout the summer? Just wear shorts and let people be disgusted by you. It's hot. Why should I sweat extra because I'm fat and you don't like that? You don't like to look at me. Don't look at me. I prefer it, actually. I prefer it if no one ever perceived me, ever. But that's what I'm working on. Mexico. Watching Spanish movies. Um, mad that Stranger Things is canceled. It's something else we talked about, but... Uh, so this is a single serving of To Go Box. And I hope you have enjoyed yourself, and I hope you understand that it means a whole lot to me, the people who will listen to my podcast. Because I know my life is very small. My world is very small. I don't have a big circle. So, for the people in my circle to actually support that, that is everything to me. Whether or not this works out long term, even if I only get out the few episodes that I've actually recorded, I've still accomplished something. And that's that's what I'm going to focus on. But I just want to say I'm so thankful for the encouragement that I've gotten from people and the interest. And I hope I hope to continue, continue with this. And I hope to get more people's stories and to be able to have more um, authentic conversation and vulnerable conversation with people. Because that's one of my favorite things in life is people allowing their true selves to show and allowing themselves to open up in ways that they don't know how it could help other people by sharing their, their life and their experiences. And, um, even if it's something silly, cause you know, like, uh, you don't know how your, your shared joy in life could lift someone's spirits and, and change the course of their life. I know last year, last, so in 2022, uh, I was going through a hormone shift, uh, physically because I had stopped breastfeeding my son. Uh, it was a year after my father had died and, uh, I was, uh, I, I, I spiraled so hard. I had this physical thing I could feel in my brain coming every evening where I just, it felt like I was living in a disaster moment and, and, and like the panic is setting in. Like, it's like, oh, the train's coming. I can feel it. It's coming. It's like lingering all day. And I would just cry and I don't know. I can't even express how horrible I felt. Like, I can't even describe it. And I, I basically lived in my, my bedroom that whole like two months ish. And one thing that would help me get through my days was listening, listening to, um, the office ladies. I re-listened to it because I had kept up with it and it made me feel so connected. It, 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 it wasn't the same as if I was hanging out with my friends, but it helped me so much feel not so in my brain and alone. And if I know that something I put out there can help someone the way that helped me, then that is enough, you know? And even if that doesn't happen, you know, that's fine. That's fine, I guess. But I don't know. I, I'm somebody who craves vulnerability. I crave authenticity. I, I, I crave people. I crave people to, like, be their true selves and to share their true stories. And I love hearing how people were shaped into the person they are now both happy and sad. And so I hope, I hope this podcast is something that people find interesting, regardless of if you know the person. I am going to try to be better about, um, explaining who people are if they're brought up casually. 
That's one thing my sister pointed out. She said, you said, when you're talking to Rodrigo, you say Conrad. No one knows who, like, people don't know who Conrad is, so maybe you should explain that. Uh, Conrad is our, the pastor of Rodrigo Nice Church. End of story. All done. I can't remember if I said anybody else, but, um, anyways, thank you so much. Thank you for listening. I hope to have part two of Rodrigo, a conversation with Rodrigo, next week. I hope you guys have a good weekend, and, uh, goodbye!